Did we explain what a broken arrow is? Because a no, broken arrow Jay. is a broken no, arrow Jay, is a tell us. A no, broken Jay. arrow. I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't Travolta into oh. the phone. <laughs> a broken arrow is a fucking nuclear warhead Say it that again. the government either loses or accidentally detonates. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our lovely theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Yellow. Casey. Amy Cool. And Juice. What's up? Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Juice, what's this month's theme? This month is all about frenemies. The best friends who aren't really best friends and they want to kill each other or come after each other or just general backstabbing in fucked up ways. It's a lot of fun, actually. I had my doubts this month, but Casey, you done did a good pick. Thank you. I just realized, though, I could have made you guys watch Showgirls twice in a row in a year. No. Instead of the photon I effect, could, no. photon effect was way better. I, no. You know what? I really wish you would have because I, I didn't even do. realize. You feel it. That's a frenemy story. I do again. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get to watch Showgirls again this week, but we did get to watch something Jay brought this week. Jay, what did you do for frenemies? This week, we watched John Woo's star-studded Broken Arrow from 1996. You don't sound convinced that the people in this movie were stars. There's a lot of people I recognize. The stars that studded this children's slide were painful. <laughs> painful <laughs> on my ass. My favorite actor in this movie I recognize from Stargate SG-1. That's not really a highlight anybody should be going for. All right, Jay, let's not get ahead of ourselves. First, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you try to sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. All right. So here's your setup. Uh, after a rough night out, you're feeling a little bit hungover. <laughs> uh, you decide to check your phone to see, you know, what happened last night. Uh, unfortunately, you just put in the wrong code a couple of times and your phone is now locked to you. Oh. Doubly unfortunately, you've just realized that's not your phone. That's a thermonuclear device and you've just armed it. I make that mistake all the time. Yeah, it was a really rough night. You get this drunk that often? I mean, you've never gotten drunk and stolen a thermonuclear bomb. Come on. He That's tried to detonate the garage door from the outdoor keypad. <laughs> Cannot trust him with shit. So in the 10 seconds before this bomb goes off and obliterates everything within 10 square miles, sell us on this movie. What if we did a really long episode of Walker, Texas Ranger, where Christian Slater hunts down John Travolta and stolen nukes? Six seconds. Wow, that was only six seconds. Four. Six. I got a seven three. count. But <laughs> Casey, it just so happens that the thermonuclear bomb that I just armed is duct taped to your hand because last night you were playing Edward Thermonuclear Hands and you passed out drunk. You're just waking up and in the 10 seconds before that bomb blows you away, sell us on this movie. The worst part of Interview with a Vampire stars with the worst part of the Super Mario Brothers against John Travolta, a.k.a. the worst part of every film he's been in for this explosive, doveless John Woo film. 10 seconds. On the fucking money. You really crammed a lot into that. You know, I used Was to do Christian commercials. Slater in Interview with a Vampire? Yeah. Yes. He's the interviewer. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Is it Daniel? I mean, who <laughs> gives a fuck about the interviewer? <laughs> That's just a framing device. Yeah. It's the worst part of the movie is Christian Slater. Guys. Do it. It's time to talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Our frenemies in Broken Arrow are Christian Slater's Captain Riley Hale and John Travolta's Major Vic Deacons. We find out right away that the two share a frenemy competition that gets increasingly stranger. But we'll talk more about that later. The important thing is that these two hot shots fly a stealth bomber with live nukes on a test run through Utah. Deacons uses this opportunity to nearly kill Hale. Forcing him to eject from the plane, he steals the nukes and sends one last message to pin it on Hale. Yeah, this is the roller skate down a two by four that starts Deacon's complex Rube Goldberg plot to sell the nukes back to the U.S. government. He's really mad that 20 years of being a douche hasn't moved his career along enough. So the only option left is obviously terrorism. Yeah, but surely the government isn't going to just let a couple nukes go free, right? Because they're going to send in, like, the equivalent of Pulp Fiction's The Wolf to get them back. Yeah, you'd think so. Instead, they decide to go with a single helicopter with about four guys in it. What? For, yeah. That, that's fine. For two nuclear missiles, haven't you read Tom Clancy? They have, like, superpowers. <laughs> this is a superpower movie, right? Deacons was actually prepared for that, though, because we have to continue to hammer home this stupid Muhammad Ali boxing analogy they opened up with. He's pulling uh, a series of rope-a-dopes. Rope-a-dope. The first rope-a-dope is to have a mole in the recovery crew that murders his teammates because Deacons is a brilliant military strategist. Or at least he screams as much at the audience while subtly foaming at the mouth. Just don't let the actions of the movie convince you otherwise because making an overcomplicated Rube Goldberg heist is fun when you're an Oceans movie, but sad when you think it will make either Christian Slater or John Travolta likable. Hey, Travolta was good in Pulp Fiction. And nothing else. This was like a sticky note to remind me, hey, remember you aggressively don't like these people even though they're popular <laughs> and you're supposed to? I just can't do it. Bad Boy Deacons didn't quite get Hale into his mousetrap, though. Hale survived his attempted murder, and now he teams up with a plucky park ranger named Terry. Hale decides that he shouldn't find a way to notify the military looking for their stolen nuclear warheads. No, instead, he's going to take on Deacon all of his terrorists with their guns and Humvees using just his wits in the plucky park ranger's pistol. I mean, yeah, yeah and great. That's all you need, you know, a revolver with about six rounds. No, she has more. Remember, she pulled like four more rounds out of her back pocket. Yeah, he's Bullets right. Bullets and sass, mister. That's all you <laughs> need to roll around a federal park. Well, good news for Hale and Terry is that the military genius Deacons puts both warheads in one Humvee with a lone driver and happens to just drive right by where say hell is maybe near uh, an outcropping where terry and him can jump on the humvee while it's driving by and maybe they'll just put up very little resistance when they hijack the humvee because you know that seems reasonable right and and then terry because she knows the park she steers them toward a recently abandoned mine yeah except it's not recently abandoned this is not only where Deacons wanted them, but where he actually predicted they would take the bombs to. You know, it's like how they say, like, this desert, like, uh, small world. You know, you're always seeing people you know in the desert. You're all accidentally going to the same water hole. Like, it's, you know. 
Okay, I do have to comment. The movie tries to make it seem like Travolta's pulling some great Sherlock Holmes thing here of like, oh, of course I know where they're going to, and I plan to blow up this mine all along. But Travolta also tells us it's literally the only thing on this road, so we know where they're going. And that doesn't count then, when that's the only thing in existence nearby. It's... Dave, it's alluding to his boxing style, which is like quick and mostly straightforward. He's just bigger and faster than Christian Slater. Why would they ever be in the same boxing match? They are not in the same weight class at all. Hold on. This is just an impromptu gym thing, though. They're just, you know, they work out together, so they box each other. Yeah, I okay, think it's like you versus Martin much. Short. That just doesn't make sense. To be fair, though, I think Martin Short would whoop your ass. But it would look dumb. I mean, they weren't like, <laughs> it wasn't a tournament fight or anything. There were people they standing were around the ring cheering. Yeah, there were just shit. people hanging out in the gym. Yeah, gym rats. Uh, it's ha- the haven't you ever been to a gym, gym before? I thought you said Nimrods. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> gym rats. The military. I mean, it's the fucking military. That's. Yeah, everybody's super do. competitive, and they're like, "The fuck else do you got to do?" Right. Look at each other naked in the shower. Well, duh. Hale punches in the wrong code to deactivate the bombs, but surprise again, Deacon's planned for that too. He swapped out the circuit boards with ones that'll instead activate the bombs. I don't think that's how circuit boards work. Well, I don't think John Woo cares how circuit boards work. Touche. Yeah. So. Hale and Terry instead take the nukes down to the mine shaft to try to minimize the damage, but Deacons and crew show up and set their SMGs to fire hose in the narrow mine shafts, causing tinnitus and, you know, what else could go wrong? Mm, shrapnel. It was rhetorical, Dave. Deacons recovers one nuke and then lowers the timer on the other. This way he can show Washington that they better give him his money because he's a serious threat. And also, he thinks he kills Hale. Two birds with one nuclear explosion. Probably at least three birds, you know, with a nuke. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some, like, underground moles. <laughs> oh, there were probably so many poor moles. Wait, oh, prairie the dogs. They... Two prairie dogs. dogs. Prairie dogs. That was it. Oh, you just made it worse. Oh, man. They live in little colonies. They're like desert otters. Damn your animal facts, David. No, and there was probably the one lookout who was outside, and he lives, but he doesn't know what happened. Anyway, Terry and Hale barely escape via an underwater river and give us possibly the only human emotions in the film where Terry is crying about nearly getting nuked. Pretty reasonable thing to cry about, actually. Yeah, I agree. Slater reminds us that he's a caricature of a badass if you buy Christian Slater as a badass. So he's a bad actor, then? Yes, very much so. At this point, the military's second recovery crew has shown up. Surprise, it's another helicopter with about four guys in it again. Deacons watches as the EMP blast from the nuke sends the helicopter spinning into the ground. Meanwhile, Terry and Hale split up, and the military finally gets its hands on Hale, who they believe is responsible for all of this. Oh, so the military, like, takes his story and immediately dispatches a battalion or fucking three to recover the remaining nuke, right? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. What do you think they sent? <laughs> Nukes go missing. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. One helicopter. One goddamn helicopter. <laughs> how many? How many military dudes can you fit in one helicopter? Uh, you know, a normal helicopter like a Huey, you can actually fit eight. These look like commercial news helicopters Huge? that they just repurposed and painted with a pay- with spray paint. What? So yeah, no, they got like. I noticed all the doors were me? gone. Well, yeah, that. 
The last helicopter what? I was on had doors. I don't want to brag. Well, yeah, but how are you supposed to shoot out of the helicopter when it has doors on it? That's why, like, when Break you do a drive-by window. shooting. No, when you do a drive-by shooting, don't you take your doors off your car? <laughs> Instead, Colonel Wilkins, who captures him, decides to ignore his orders to bring Hale in so that they can go find Deacons. And even though Deacons planted a red herring in the stolen Humvee because he thinks of everything, Hale realizes it's another rope a rope a Callback. <laughs> Deacons wants Hale to think that he's heading west when actually he's putting the nuke on a train and going to the east. Rope dump. Hale meets back up with Terry on the train and Deacons arms the remaining nuke. He's now given up on getting any money and just wants to satisfy his rage boner by blowing up Denver. Yeah, but Hale finally has Deacons in his sights. Hale disables Deacons' getaway, takes out his henchmen, and Terry disconnects the train cars with the nuke on it. This leaves Hale and Deacons alone with an armed nuke. I think Juice was hoping that would turn into a romance. I was hoping it was turned into another rope-a-dope, but no. I think that would have been better than Deacons dropping the remote detonator to the nuke and challenging Hale to fisticuffs. Yeah, remember the Rube Goldberg machine and all the rope-a-dope callbacks? I can think I you I can only dope a rope so many times. <laughs> I think we've we've doped our last rope, I hope. No, that that's only when you're in prison. You get three dope ropes and then you get fucked in the ass. Mm, dope rope sounds so uncomfortable to my ear. <laughs> Deacons doesn't, because at this point, Travolta tries to give us his patented crazy person routine and then gets the piss pummeled out of him by Christian Slater. I don't know what is more embarrassing, Travolta's acting or his character getting his ass beat by Christian Slater. Can I throw in a third option of getting your ass beat by Christian Slater after he fell out of a fucking B-53 imaginary stealth plane? That's a remarkably specific scenario, Casey. Fool me once, Christian Slater. If he didn't die of brain swelling, there's no way he should be able to beat a limp piece of celery, much less a coked-out John Travolta. Yeah, that's a good point. The other train's brakes lock up, and the rear cars catch up to the disconnected ones. When they smash together, the nuke is thrown towards Deacons, who stands and smiles weirdly at it while it impales him through the boxcar. This is much more embarrassing than both of the previous options. Hale, having escaped, finds the warhead and Terry, whom he formally introduces himself to as the credits roll. Yeah, that's uh, oh, an ending, technically. Yeah. I mean, I guess they did start off by holding weapons at each other. So right, it's the '90s. We don't have meat cutes. We have action cutes. You know I don't what know mean? what that means. Like, no. Instead no, of like, oops, we spilled coffee on each other. It's like, hey, we just killed a bunch of terrorists, and I got dirt on my face to look dramatic. Nice to meet you. I'm Sarah. Yeah, Casey, I'm going to need you to stop telling the truth over there, okay? Because you're, you're ruining my perception of the 90s that I loved so much. I do apologize. I did get a big Walker, Texas Ranger vibe, but with, like, way more explosions. Yeah, like military in... Walker, Texas Ranger. Right, well, right, it was yeah. based in Utah, right? Yeah. So it's his brother, Sprinter. Sprinter, Utah Ranger? Walker, <laughs> Salt Flat Ranger. <laughs> Wait, now are we gonna are we gonna have to get Tom Cruise in it? Oh, we can't afford yes. Tom Cruise. You don't have to. All you gotta do is ask John Travolta to do a sequel with him, and he's like, "Brother, I got you." That dude, that's fucking brilliant. Tom Cruise is small. I think I think Travolta would, you know. Well, also they're both Scientologists, so, I so mean, they'd... a little slap and tickle. Wait, oh, how, yeah. how how is our our movie follow up to Broken Arrow? Uh, Broken yeah. Arrow 2 Sprinter Utah Ranger 
How do we do that crossover? Oh, it's easy. I mean, all you got to do is get to do the same thing how we just watched last month. James Bond fight cowboys and aliens. Or James Bond is a cowboy fighting aliens. You just got to be like, all right, this is Sprinter. You know, he's a Texas Ranger. Or he's a Utah Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get them straight. They're all the fucking same. Look at the, look at the desert. It could have been filmed anywhere. Uh, really quick, I tried to look up Broken Arrow 2 and the internet for a second thanks to autofill, was like, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Okay, well, that's fine. And the no, first thing no that sequel, says... you fucking idiot. <laughs> Stupid. Um, but the first thing under people also ask, is the first thing is, is Broken Arrow a true story? Did, did someone ask that about every movie? Is more than one person asking that? Really? That's fucking incredible. Oh, you know what? Dave, look at Dave. Dave has just Dave has just shut down. Dave, are you okay? Now, I'm trying to decide. Like, I'm almost thinking it's better to be that person on every single movie because I'm trying to decide like but what if I what what if the one times no one asks is the time that like actually, yeah, this really happened. Lord of the Rings is a real story. I don't understand <laughs> why you guys go off it was the only part of the Bible someone had a camcorder around in. Weird. No, Gandalf is Jesus. You've been spelling it wrong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this, okay, you, you said this felt like action that would be on TV in a couple yeah. of years. That's a very yeah. particular, it is a John Woo American film. And right. that's not a good thing. Because Hollywood likes paying a lot of money to get John Woo to come over here and then fucking it up. Because yeah, okay. we can't just have a super cop. We need 25 minutes of backstory on why he's a super cop. No, just let him jump through the air with two guns, goddammit. I'm with you. And, and there's some of this that I love. They lean into a lot of helicopter explosions, right? Which is a trope from 80s action movies. And I love mm -hmm. that. We get some really fun gun scenes. And the martial combat is trash when it occurs. The the ridiculous, you know, we made fun of it in the plot, but jumping on the Humvee is is pretty funny, right? Or it's pretty fun. So there is some good action, but I don't know. Casey, what do you think? When you say you want to see someone jumping through the air with two guns, did you want to picture human flying squirrel Christian Slater doing that? Like, <laughs> no. Why Christian Slater? No, I didn't. I will, however, say that, one, I'm always happier seeing anyone in a movie jumping through the air with two guns. Like, I Christian feel like... Christian Slater does that in Broken Arrow. He this does. does in not the spark joy for me. Like, I'm just saying... Like, <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't. If in Up, the grandfather had pulled out two guns and jumped through the air shooting them at the bad guy, I would have been down for that. I would not because <laughs> I know old people. They don't get up from that fall. That's an ER visit. They have a broken pelvis. Follow up. If Christian Slater had inexplicably been wearing a flying squirrel costume while he was jumping through the air with two guns, and then that was just never shown again, this would have been a 10 out of 10. <laughs> you know what? I'll allow that. I feel like if he would have leaned into it and went a little further, like just he flew time. out of the train car and looped around and came on the other side and surprised him. Like, okay, yeah, so that's an actual scene in Broken Arrow, what Casey just described. At, at one point, to get the jump on John Travolta, Christian Slater ties a cable to a dead man's body, 
throws it off one side of the top of the train so that it acts as a counterweight so that he can swing back in on the other side. Yeah, but more cute outfits and less dead bodies. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd be down for that. I mean, there was another great one where they use the, I think it's, yeah, it's using the environment that you have, right? Where they're yeah, fighting right. around the, the landed helicopter and he walks up, the guy pulls the gun on him and he fucking kicks the tail blade of the helicopter and knocks the fucking gun up and tackles him. Um, like, come on. That was Princess Toadstool, a.k.a. the girl that played Princess in the uh, Super Mario Brothers. I'm sure she has a name and it's fine and I'm sure she's been in a ton of stuff. That's what I know her as. I'm sorry. It's no, a good thing. Her character's name is Toadstool. Terry. <laughs> her name is Terry. Her character's Terry name is Toadstool. Terry. Terry Toadstool. <laughs> Terry Toadstool. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. She kills a Navy SEAL with a hammer to the fucking dome. Yeah, oh, that hurt to watch. Yeah, yeah. Very cash money of her. It was. Like, you know. Okay, but so when I criticize this movie's action scenes as being the kind that you see on TV, they're obviously some of them are those that they, they start at the end and write backwards so that they can have those events. Like one yeah. of the helicopter explosions that leads into her almost getting crushed, that leads into oh. Terry almost getting cut by the blades and pulled away by Christian Slater in the last moment. And then it explodes as they're running away again because <laughs> because it's a series of dramatic events. Okay. The fight scenes were pretty... um lackluster i'll say yeah. that i'll yeah, say the that physical martial combat in that but, but the gunplay was fun i'll agree with that juice yeah i'm gonna say that what this movie lacked in firepower it more than made up for with heat between christian slater and john travolta <laughs> yeah. they are excellent frenemies aren't they i feel like oh. i did well I mean, they have a very bizarre relationship. <laughs> very sure. bizarre. We see that from the very beginning because the second we are introduced to them, they're fighting in a boxing match, and John Travolta is just being a cocky, snotty fuck beating the shit out of Christian Slater, which, I'm not going to lie, would have been a lot more fun if either one of them have even taken a single boxing lesson and looked like they had any idea of what they should be doing. But it was kind of like, do they love each other? Do they hate each other? Are they in love with each other? Are they breaking up? I don't know. Yeah, this is definitely John Travolta breaking up with Christian Slater. What? Why is it a breakup? Because you can tell that they had been friends for a long time. They'd worked together. They were, they, you know, had created that brotherhood pact. And John had been waiting for the moment to fucking just stab him in the back. So he finally found the opportunity. I feel like it was more like a John Travolta had that glow up coming and he knew it. And he was like, sorry, Christian Slater, I'm too good for you. I'm dumping you. But then when he saw Christian Slater with Princess Toadstool, he's like, shit, I'm jealous. I got to kill But he doesn't bitch. really dump Christian Slater because he tells Christian Slater that he considered asking him to join him, but he was afraid that he would say yes. That's like saying, I want to leave you. I was going to ask you if you wanted to have an open relationship, but I was afraid you might say yes, so I'm leaving you. <laughs> so I'm just sleeping with other people. It's open for me. I just don't want to be with you anymore is basically what we're getting <laughs> no, at there. I also Listen, want you to sleep with other people. It's not me, it's, it's you. <laughs> right. Hey, Case, you were getting a lot out of this that, frankly, I didn't have there, but go on. The, Take your time. I Listen. This was the struggle of two bottoms pretending to wanting to be tops. Oh, okay. Going a very different direction. You know what I mean? Like, they're both laying on the bed next to each other. Like, just if you just do it, we can get this thing started. And he's like, yep, right after you. 
No, no, I want to I wanna do it. Oh, yeah, 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 me too. After you, no, 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 no. I couldn't do it before you. I couldn't. It, it's just almost two hours of that, pretty much. You painted a real picture there, man. Dave, are you okay? I, I saw the whole thing in my head as like a family guy <laughs> cutaway. <laughs> Dave, I think there's at least a one good example of that awkward relationship that you're going to agree with. Remember when John Travolta is radioing into Christian Slater when he's in the mine about to set off the nuclear warhead? Oh, yeah, yeah. What about the tension there? Uh, okay, I will say mm-hmm. there was a little bit of tension in that scene. However, Shipping? it was completely one-sided. Mm-hmm. Travolta was thirsty. Slater was just being a snarky, like, six-year-old who just realized, like, neener, neener, I'm going to win. And Travolta was, was the, the one who was trying to go. Why do you think Travolta was trying to leave the relationship in the first place? It was the and same And now he knew that this is how Slater was going to fucking react. He knew that he was going to be like, man, you left me and you didn't want to be with me anymore, so I'm going to fucking complain I'm about telling it. mom. Stage three clinger. Yes. Yes. So John's just like, hey, calm down, baby. I know you got into a bad position. Go on, John. It's okay. Why don't you just just go ahead and put the uh, put the warhead down? Daddy's home. Okay, I need to paint you a picture. John Travolta feels like the creepy chain-smoking older guy that's actively trying to get a bird-faced teenage girl pregnant, a.k.a. Christian Slater. Like, that's the vibe he gives off the whole movie, like, He's trying to be cool and manly, and he smokes all the time, and he sneers at people. He smokes all the time. All the he time. He really doesn't. He only smoked seven cigarettes in this entire movie. You guys were like, oh, he's got a cigarette in his mouth the whole time. I just think he smokes it so fucking weird. It, he really does. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, no, it's just the weird way that he, like, he grabs it really close to the crease of his fingers, and he, like, puckers his lips like he's mm. kissing someone's asshole. He smokes, like, Joan Crawford yelling at someone <laughs> like his hand is flying around. It's just, <laughs> it's just constantly in your face. It kind of looks like if you're doing a, like a stereotypical French person, like, oh, ho, ho, ho. like that's the noise that goes along with this style. That's true. This movie tried to incorporate all sorts of transportation in its action. It did. We had Humvees and we had helicopters, but you know, I always get a hard on when there's a fight on a train. Yeah, that's a. I'm it's, with you, Juice Man. Train fights are fucking awesome. It's mm-hmm. really suspicious when you keep getting ticketed for instigating fights on trains and then like getting escorted off with a boner. So maybe you guys can calm that <laughs> down a bit, because they'll start. They'll stop counting them as misdemeanors, and they won't go away after five years. No, the fight has to be on the roof of the train. Well, some of them, yeah, but you could have some awesome in-train fights, too. I don't think you want your dick out on the roof of a train. (laughs) Why not? It makes no sense at all. (laughs) John Woo at least tried to make this film a little fun. Broken Arrow has a fight on every form of transportation it introduces. Planes, Hummers, mine shafts, uh, helicopters, boats. Oh, man, there's a boat fight. No, there's yeah. a boat stowaway. Yeah, there's a boat stowaway scene. When was their fight on a plane? The, in the plane. When they're fighting each other and trying mutes. to shoot each other's heads off. Also, oh, where yeah. they forgot to animate part of the green screen when they're shooting, when the um, plane's about to crash, you can see the bright green. Maybe it was they just our copy. No, they did that on another scene of the helicopter when he shot him through the glass. Yeah, they forgot to edit the roof back on. 
which is fine. It's fine. I did that a lot in the late 90s on the like slapdash, like, sorry, we ran out of money three weeks ago. Just get it to market. <laughs> yep. Also, Pretend we you didn't see VHSs that. We were VHSs at this time. Like, they could get away with a lot more. That's true. That's Quality true. was very different. Despite all of the dunking we've been doing on Christian Slater and John Travolta, there is an actual star in this movie, and that's Terry, because she spends the entire film what? punching above her weight class and kicking ass. Yeah, yes, sure. She's fine. I mean, I guess the only person that was better was the big bodyguard. So yeah, I'm. I agree with you, Jay. Are you talking about Howie Long? Yeah. Yes. Uh, all the bad guys had huge teeth. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Howie Long, he was great. This is actually, I think, his first movie he was ever in. You know. That's what you said. It was his film debut. We're not here to talk about Howie's long penis. We need to talk about Terry, though. Do you think yeah. it's long? Uh, did you see his jawline? Yeah, yes, that's I not did. indicative of anything. How many naked men have you seen? I, ugh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Trust me, I've been doing my own research. Terry really is a badass, though. She beats people up. She takes out a Navy SEAL all by herself. She jumps on top of the Humvee just completely out of the blue, never having done anything like that before. She kicks her ass all the way through it. You don't think she's ever done that before? She's a fucking park ranger. Right. I mean, she's got a fucking park rangers do. What do they're you think park rangers do? Run from bears and cougars. Uh, what do I, you do? Well, you listen, know what? Fuck that. Let me take question. the place I'll, of a park. What do you, you fucking do? I'll tell I, you what park rangers do because I know I know how park rangers work. I've seen a lot of 80s and 90s television. And oh so park God. rangers drive around in trucks and occasionally they yell at kids for smoking dope out in the yard Big right? Titties. or in the fucking woods. And yeah. they yell at people for littering and then uh, they respond to, like, campfires up too late and stuff like that. They fucking kill people. What? Yeah. And then they call in Scully and Mulder when they find the strange burnt patch out in the field. Right. That's it. Yeah. I know all about park rangers. I'm a park rangerologist. I, they fucking listen, kill I would have been on board with the Terry love if this movie had committed and it had just been Terry. And we cut Christian Slater completely. And it's yeah. just Travolta trying to steal some bombs. And then we got a diehard situation where Terry the Park Ranger is pulled into this and has to save the day. Wait. I really love this idea. This sounds excellent, Dave. Worst yeah, that's a movie, better movie. We make it the Phantom, but Princess Toadstool is Billy Zane and Christian Slater <laughs> is Catherine Zeta-Jones. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm just saying, to, if you think Terry deserved a bigger role, um, I'm gonna say absolutely not. Uh, Terry was fine, you know. Yay, I guess feminism. Terry. I'm gonna say John Travolta's makeup artist was the MVP of this film. <laughs> Do you know how many times they had to Vaseline his teeth? He never oh. pulled his lips more than 80% down. They were always visible, threatening you. Yeah. Well, always. I mean, here's the deal. Trick at the trade, if you give them a BLT, the mayonnaise on there will usually coat them just enough like Vaseline. Oh, that's disgusting. 
Mm-hmm. So you just got to give him like a BLT extra mayo so it's like dripping out oh. of the sides. I'm just oh. picturing between like at the very beginning of the day, they use squeeze mayonnaise and just put a layer <laughs> up under, like above his gum line, but under his teeth. Jay's throwing up. <laughs> Take your Jay, headphones off. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise, mayonnaise. Mussy, mussy, mussy. Also, you can use it as lip balm. Just kind of like rub it around the point of your lips. Mm. No, that's fucking disgusting. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Don't like. Can me. I get? Can I get Listen, a BLT extra mayo? Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't around primates like the more you show your teeth, the more threatening you are? That's like mm-hmm. why it freaks German people out when we smile at Walmart. I mean. Not just German people, but yes. No, no, no. Specifically, <laughs> Germans like kicked Walmart out of Germany because they're like, so oh, yeah. you smile at us when you walk into stores. Frightening because they have the greeters and they like, <laughs> I think tra- like transferred a bunch of like Paula Dean greeters from the south. They're like, hey y'all, and they're like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, it upset them. Actually, yeah, Germans <laughs> in a lot of Europeans do kind of work like monkeys just don't show your teeth and don't make eye contact and they'll be much happier with you the only thing missing from broken arrow was a flock of doves but as always there's one important question dave would you watch it again man every time i go back to a john woo movie it has not aged as well as i think it has and this is probably the worst example of that that I've seen in a while. I really liked this movie when I was a kid. I remember watching this yeah. and thinking it was just the absolute shit. And I don't remember why I thought that. Because <laughs> there's not a whole lot going on here. Even John Travolta, who, at least when he's bad, he's real bad. His performance in this still isn't... It's not that big. It's not like a Nicolas Cage thing where it's just so much fun to watch him try and fail. But... We do still get a couple fun moments out of it. Yeah, I think I would watch this again. I wouldn't pay very close attention to it, but I would definitely put this on and just kind of, you know, play a video game to occasionally glance over for my favorite scenes in it. Juice, how about you? 1996, Broken Arrow, would you watch it again? I'll I'll come right out of the gates and say, hell yeah, I'll watch this again. You know, you guys actually, I think, may have been tainted for the fact that you saw this as a kid. Or maybe blessed. I don't know. (laughs) I can see that how me as a kid would absolutely love this movie. But the fact that I never saw it means that it wasn't spoiled. And I can see it through unspoiled glasses. Also through the guise of, you know, what the 90s were. I had a lot of fun with this movie. The only thing is, is that there was the physical combat that wasn't right on point. But everybody else, the acting didn't need to be good. John Travolta knows that. Christian Slater knows that. They, they just need to show up. And they need to do a few action stunts. And they need to have the mug that everybody recognizes as that person interacting in that story. And boom. The story was a lot of fun. You don't get to see a lot of nuclear explosions, even though it was underground in movies. So, for sure. I'm going to sit down and watch Broken Arrow again. So, Casey, how about you? Broken Arrow, 96. You going to watch it again? For a moment. For just a single moment, I began to get the hype around Christian Slater. When he wraps his arms around Princess Peach, I for a moment wanted to get the worst natural douche, a.k.a. a brine river spraying into all of my orifices, just to be pulled from the death's grip by Christian Slater's really nice-sized arms. They weren't too sinewy. They weren't too big. They were just right. And so everything in the world for just a second was okay. 
But then I remembered the sneering beak that was attached to those arms <laughs> and made the mistake of Googling his chest. And I haven't been this disappointed since we forgot to put candy in that pinata so many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Would I watch this again? No. I knew from the oh. get-go, but I almost, almost had a reason to. I would only see this on the big screen TVs at Sears. I've never actually watched this movie. I've only seen some of the explosions. So, um, no. How about you, Jay? You brought Broken Arrow. Would you watch it again? Casey, you do make some good points. Let me give you a counterpoint. Broken Arrow is never really slow. There is insanity going on constantly in every scene. Either yeah. they're, they're giving us some crazy action. John Travolta is giving a performance. Christian Slater is douching <laughs> it up. There's just ridiculous stuff constantly going on. The timing seems completely off. None of it makes a whole lot of sense. But you can laugh at it every scene. And so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch Broken Arrow again. Ooh. I had a lot Ew. of fun. I really think that this is just the kind of movie that you can watch with three people that you really like and have a good time. Well, don't fucking guilt me about it. Just, like, do it while I'm sleeping. Well, Cinemites, on that note, you know what time it is. The verdict is in. Three out of four of us would definitely sit down and watch Broken Arrow again. And surprise, this week, Dave's not the odd man out. It's Casey. I'm no man, baby. No. So we got an odd woman out this week. We're going to continue on, though, next week. Dave, I think you're going to take us on another frenemy adventure. Let us know what you're doing. We are going to jump forward to 2017. It's funny you mentioned Ryan Reynolds wow. earlier because he actually stars in this one. Our frenemies are Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. We're going to be watching The Hitman's Bodyguard. What? That sounds awesome. I've never even knew this was a thing. Uh, oh, I've never heard of it. It's great. And Salma Hayek's in it, and she is always welcome. So oh. I'm looking oh. forward to it. She is Keep always talking. welcome to shitty cinema. Yes. Dave, you sound like a hero to me. Well, Dave, we'll see if you can compete with this week. Hey Cinemites, if you have a bad movie we should review or just want to say hi, check out the Shitty Cinema Facebook page, sh.ttycinema, Twitter at Bad Movies Bad People, and that's PPL, shittycinema.com, follow Casey at casey.cinema, that's me, on Instagram. If you want to support us in a sugar baby kind of way, uh, check out the Patreon page, and as always, let's turn out the lights, light up a cigarette, and never stop showing our teeth. And our lips are gonna be stuck like this forever.